Welcome to another episode of A Brother Squirrel. That's Jake. That's Bob. Considering the cold opening, Jake, would have been just us bitching when yeah. we've been away for a month. That yeah. would not be very, you know, uh, well, it'd yeah. be on brand as fuck, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, we've been away a month, and it's really been no one's fault but fuck it's. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the bad times, people. It's the bad times, the sad times, the make your daddy cry times. It's, oh, wait. No, make your no, daddy No, because me- I was going to say meth is still a thing, so it's not going to make our daddy cry any, so. Well, it might because somebody would uh, challenge his preconception of himself for half a second, and he'd break down. Like, like seriously, like every grown man I'd known who fucking watched The Notebook, apparently, that dude would be broked. <laughs> I've seen the notebook and I was like, eh. I couldn't get it. It was just boring. It was just a yeah. very like, like, God damn, that dude is very like controlly. So yeah. controlling yeah. that he refused to live on without her and died right after. <laughs> What's cute? What's like, oh, it's so cute. Like, no, he's going to be controlling her life from hell now, too. So, yeah, no, hey, I didn't like it. Thank you, Nicholas Sparks. <laughs> At least the Mandy Moore one was about a kid with cancer, so that was naturally sad. <laughs> Even though it had that – God, what was that kid's name? Sh- that kid who you thought was going to do something but never did nothing. Because, like, right after he did that movie, he was in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and that kind of just murdered everything. <laughs> yeah, no idea. Uh, so, Jay, yeah, I, I really want to start off by talking about something very specific – I need you to explain something. You sent okay. me a text earlier this week saying you're actually getting into uh, into visual novels. I need details because, Jake, I'm anime trash. So the first <laughs> thing I think of is, holy shit, he's starting to read fucking dating sims. Is Jake playing dating sims? No, Please. no, he's not playing. Tell us no. about this journey you are on. No, dude, I don't know. I you know how steam like always has specials and stuff yeah so i just dude sometimes i'll just like zone out and start looking especially like the later pages like once you get from like page 10 on like there's oh, some god really you strange that. shit that pops up hey, you should never fully dive into steam i know you because should you're just gonna see asset flips for as far as the eye can see yeah so there were some things and again i don't even remember the name of the titles they just kind of popped up and I was like, this is a thing like, oh, my God, virtual my novels. summer child. <laughs> and I, I just it's I, usually I, fuck stories for anime high schools. <laughs> I mean, that's what some of them sounded like. Don't get me wrong. So, Jake, Jake, I wasn't Jake looking at anime. Majority. I wasn't looking at anime stuff. I can at least tell you that. Um, but no, I just found it. I just found the concept really interesting. And just because I'm naturally curious, I was just like, I wonder if this yeah, would be worth are. seven bucks. Of <laughs> course, <laughs> <laughs> you, you look at the reviews and they're like, you know, um, like one of them, it said something like, uh, came for the lewds, stayed for like the some story. Character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For some character in the story. And I was you like, you were reading some anime shit. <laughs> I was just like, dude, <laughs> and it's funny because, you know, uh, just like the 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 medium in which they're trying to choose to tell a story, and the way that they're doing that story, I did. I just found it interesting, but I was also like, dude, I feel kind of like a skeezer. 
like looking at this stuff. But here's the thing, so. Jake. You got to embrace the skis because I know we keep talking about it constantly of wanting to do something. But I got I I got a humble bundle specifically for when you actually want to do recordings of things. And it's mostly visual novels, B. So I did. I it's almost... mostly Japanese dating sims because I want to see you play those. <laughs> I'm all about that. Like, seriously, though, I would I would totally do that in that capacity. Yeah. Okay, thank you for finishing value. that sentence, Jake, because what you started with, I would definitely do that and that. Yeah, no, just no, for if the you end it there. Value. No, no, no. If you end it there. It sounds like you're going to do that, as in play the game, than that. Oh, no. No, I would, I would totally play the game just for, the, just for the, the schnitz and giggle. Just for the stain? <laughs> I'd do it for the gram. See, growing up with a dealer for a father, doing it for the gram means a whole different fucking thing, Jake. <laughs> Dude, that would actually be kind of fun, like, if I start doing my streaming thing and just – like use that as one of the days and one of the themes yeah dude no just have fun do what you want but yeah if you are wanting to do that i'm definitely gonna make you play those fucking games i did i i was like dude this would be such a good like gag even if it's something that goes on even YouTube, some of them even. aren't gags dude fucking uh well no just the some gag visual of novels me, are fun <laughs> yeah well no just me participating in that and like even reading the reviews, I'm like, dude, I feel like a creepo. Like, <laughs> like some of the shit that people would put. And even though they're giving it positive reviews, I'm just like, hey, they they know what like they're a, doing. They their fans know what they want. They get what they feels want. Like a potentially creepy community. <laughs> just make sure you're wearing pants. <laughs> well, I mean that's if, pretty easy. If you start I'm wearing pants, Jake, no, it is rather hard to wear pants. I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> Well, pants include shorts. Like I'm wearing shorts right now, so I mean I'm always wearing something. So, but yeah. Anyway, uh, you're like, no, that means you're wearing your boxers. <laughs> you're sitting there wearing your boxers. Uh, please, the fish, dude. It's fucking hot. Like, yeah, like as is. in, I went up to get some water from the from the zank, and the water is fucking hot as hell. It was all the way on cold, and I let it run for a little bit. It, like, yeah. dude, it's hot. It's, yeah. It is, quite frankly, a hot one. The meteorologist Robert Thomas would say that we were probably about seven minutes from the midday sun. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that funny. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot, I cannot, I cannot vocalize freaking Santana. Sorry. No. Uh. Uh-uh. That's funny though, dude. No, that was really, really oh, funny. Uh, yeah, because I had to ask that, Jake. I fucking had to, because it just sounded so like when you sent me that text, I was just. Madonna. I know. I thought about just waiting for the podcast just to get your reaction that way, but this was two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, I think even some of those uh, Steam uh, is still having a sell on, but at the same time, I was just like, yeah. And in your defense, this was when we were going to try to do a face-to-face recording again, but then something happened. 
Yeah, you went and played Dungeon Bob got to play Pathfinder again. Yeah. It was great. It was grand. It was wonderful. Although, thankfully, like, I, I, I was honestly worried the whole goddamn time because, yeah, I, I've i been inside for four months now, aside yeah. from, you know, shopping. And so, yeah, but Fran works from home. Brandon works from home. Uh, the own, the the roommate though it works at Walmart, but on the bright side, their table is fu- they got like one of those those gaming tables, yeah, that can like pull apart. They have the felt underneath and everything. It is fucking huge. So I was probably about a good seven feet away from the guy the whole time, but yeah. he still works still. at Walmart. Yeah, like it's like that. That's why that's a fucking you know, power carrier. If, if you do okay come Friday, then maybe me and the dogs will yeah. come up next Saturday, but. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting to be okay. Like I held someone else at mom's work fucking has it. So dude, I have traveled so little like my car. I leased it on my birthday eight months ago. Right. According to the, my Subaru site, my car should have 8,700 miles. Uh huh. Can you guess what the mileage is on my car right now? I'm going to say 2486.9. Nope. More like 1700. 1700 miles in 8 months. I was expecting to get quite a bit between January and uh and but uh not really cuz remember April. So the end of February, beginning of March, I was in California. So it wasn't being used for that. That's why my mind thought that because you were out somewhere else. Yeah. So my brain automatically goes to, yeah, you were driving your car. Dude, seriously. I'm like, Hey, if I just wanted to like take some time off and make a random trip to like California or Kentucky, I could just drive because I've got the mileage shoot. I mean, I'm almost at the one year mark and I haven't even like, I haven't even used a third of, you know, the allotted miles nowhere near a third it's like less than one percent it's more like five (laughs) percent yeah so but oh jake it was so fun playing again it was was. so fucking fun finally getting to play again because my character slotted so well because he's he's just he's just well gnome naturally uh he's just a merchant so he's he's good for anything so, like, how did he get there? He's a traveling merchant. That's how he does things. Why did he help? Eh, fuck it. He's got an okay streak. Uh, <clears throat> I did create a really cool thing about him, though. Uh, so, in Pathfinder, there's a way for people to be ascended to godhood. You have to undergo this really harsh trial to where if you fail it, you don't just fail. You're unmade from existence. You've never existed. Right. Well, and the other, and like, there's been uh, humans who have, who have ascended and have become like paragons, amazing gods. Then there was a guy named Caden Kalen who got super fucking drunk one day. Someone dared him to do the trial. He blacked out, woke up a god. He did the entire trial, blackout drunk, has no fucking idea how he did it. Now he's a god. Okay. <laughs> he's the best. And of course, my dude's like, that's his god because in Pathfinder, gods are actually important to where if you are atheistic there's a problem with that i mean hell even in the verse before 5e where 
kind of like Asmodeus, he kind of like backdoored a deal to where uh, with the Pantheon to where he would not go out of the lower plane. He would constantly keep his war with the demons. But if anybody who dies and does not believe in a god, he gets their soul. So every hmm. atheist is eaten by Asmodeus when they die. Like seriously, like that that's how prevalent it is. Like you want a god. Yeah. So in Pathfinder, you kind of like have to have one. It's it's you're weird if you don't have a god. And uh so I made him and so I made him adherent to Caden Kalen, because I make just about all my characters adherence to Caden Kalen. He's awesome. Uh but I was working on this old 3-5 rule when it comes to gnomes that I love to death. A gnome, like when you read the name section of the gnomes, it'll say a gnome has multiple names. There's the name the parent gives them, the name the town, the, the community gives them, the name they give themselves, the name they give other people. So kind of yeah. like how uh, how uh, Gandalf is Mithrandir to the elves and all – because that's what they named him. It's like yeah. that. But a gnome was like, um, hi, my name's Jerry. How are you? It's like, and someone just was like, you change your name, Quaffle? Like, shut the fuck up. My name's Jerry. I love it. So I wrote down this giant list of names. And I was like, hmm, how stupid can I make this? So I created a name. And I was, I was talking with Fran. And we created a few weird little rules to where it's his temple name. In the church of Caden Kalen, the church of Caden Kalen is bars. His temples are bars. And uh, how you get your temple name is a drinking game of chicken. You go around the table. Everybody adds a syllable to your name. And they keep adding it until you just, you chicken out and say you're done. You tap out. Then you have to buy a round of drinks for everyone in the bar for as many syllables that just sounds like a stupid world-building funness. Right. His name is Vestelion Verfunk Dunkel the Wise End. His name ends in a fucking, uh, in a conjunction. His la the last bit of it, his name is Vestelion Verfunk Dunkel the Wise End. <laughs> so fucking stupid. I love it. I love, it's... It's just really fun. 2E has has some weird issues when it comes to combat because there are so many things that alter someone's AC in the plus or negative that when you get to a, a single fucking round of combat, if done, if you don't say fuck the rules, let's just burn this, can take a long time because the first attack is a normal attack. The second attack is at negative five. The third attack is at negative 10 or negative 8 or something like that. So each round, when it's your turn, you have three things you can do. Whatever you do, you have three actions that you can do. You can move two, attack, move three, attack three. Do whatever you want, but you have three things to do when it's your turn. And some actions take two actions. Some actions take one or some are full round actions. Kind of like casting takes two. Right. Which is a way to keep you from casting like fireball, fireball, fireball. <laughs> and when it comes to mage, like that's a really cool way to build it because how do you concentrate on spells? Well, concentration is one action. Nearly every spell is two actions to cast. So you can cast a spell and maintain concentration if you want. Or you can cast a spell and if you have like a cantrip that's just one action, fuck it. Try to cast two cantrips. It's, it's a nice little thing, but 
man, there are so many pluses and negatives when you get down to it. I am not looking forward to high level because I heard I hear once you get level five, it can get fucking horrible. Really? <laughs> like the the action he caught the action set up because there's so much math you have to do. Ugh. There's so much because all right. Say I flat footed a person that gives them negative two to their AC, but I'm also attacking them on my third attack. I'm doing a third attack, so that's negative ten on my attack. But it's negative ten. I also add a bonus for my weapon, which is a plus one. So that's now negative 10 plus one. So negative nine. So when I attack them, it's the, whatever I roll, you're going to have to see if it beats their AC minus two, but I got to remember to subtract nine from what I rolled. Yep. Nope. Forget that. Yeah, It can be a hassle. So I'm really hoping we're just going to say, fuck it on some of those rules. I think this is a type of game that would, that would be really well suited for a, uh, for an online system, like a if it actually had a game you could plug it into to where you actually would just play the game virtually with everybody because it had like all of its math makes perfect sense if it's done automatically. Right. If it's not somebody sitting there doing the math themselves of adding all the pluses and minuses, what if they got clumsy? What if they're enfeebled? What if they have this, that, and that? It would just you need you want something to just automatically you want a script that'll automatically compile everything that they have and allow you to attack that would be great if if that could be created for pathfinder 2e it would be the go-to online system because all the math gets done for you because there's so much math to do dang yeah but i say i mainly told that because when i was over at france it got me thinking about something an old conversation that or an old story she told me about how her sister went up went to china to uh teach english so i got it had this like odd thought pop up if you could jake and you were given the opportunity to go to another country to teach english where would you go and how would you do it Hmm. i mean my first thought is france just because i did take all those years of french um and I, you know, just already having some sort of base with that language, that's just the first one that comes to my mind. <clears throat> and how would you, or maybe it? even Belgium? I would imagine that France has Ooh. more English speaking than Belgium, even though Belgium is all, you know, it's like a, I mean, it's not considered a bastardized version the same way that Quebecois is considered a bast- bastardized version but um oh don't ever fucking tell that to someone from quebec holy shit i was gonna say to oh. the French, like quebecois is like is, oh yeah it's redneck it's speech. oh yeah it's full-on hillbilly oh yeah. no, no 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 it's hillbilly french france looks at quebecois the way everybody thinks france looks at creole yeah yeah pretty much um, or the way that the U.S. looks at Creole. Um, well, we still look at it as a separate. Uh, uh, technically, yeah. it's a separate. Yeah. If you're go- talking English, it's full on hillbilly draw. Yeah. But whereas Belgium, there's like some slight deviations and that sort of thing. But I don't know. I would I would guess that France has more English speakers than Belgium. I would imagine. I don't know, actually. <clears throat> I'm American. I don't fucking look into that shit. Fuck. Yeah. But no, those are, that's, that's what kind of comes to mind. That's the obvious choice. Do you ever Um, think about that though? But here's the thing, not really, but here's the thing. There's also other countries 
that use French that could also potentially do it. So like, let's say for instance, uh, Morocco, right? Morocco in everyday speech uses Arabic, right? But anything that like with all of their uh, government stuff, they speak French. Huh. Um, there's also, of course, the Ivory Coast that still has a lot of the French influence. Of course, yeah, you know, but you really don't want to be a white person going to fucking Africa yeah. to teach them things. Because, yeah. Jake, that has a long <laughs> history of shit. Yeah, that's true. Um, no, I mean, not really, just because I'm like, there's no way in the world that like some hillbilly is going to be able to teach you. All right, y'all, we're going to teach you how to fucking talk English good. I swear to shit. But here's here's what really made me think, because I I had, because, you know, since I watched a lot of anime, like, you have that little thing where you, every every weeb has that thought, like, yeah, go to Japan, teach English, fucking watch anime. It's like, everybody has that at least once in their life when you realize that's a dumb idea. Even though I have a friend who actually went to fucking Japan and actually taught English for a while, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I so it always like got me thinking like, God, if I were te- teaching English somewhere, especially if it's at a place where it teaches conversational, I know what I would do. Like, here's what the final would be, Jake. The as in like your final test is you're gonna have to translate everything that's said in this point i invite bunny out and we just start talking about (laughs) comics if you want to learn conversation how to break down conversational english you got to learn how to guess what words mean yeah i was never good at conversational french like i could say in almost like perfect enunciation i could say that my mom has brown hair right but I couldn't say what conversation was, oh, except for like the first time meeting somebody. He's like, "Oh, you have a mom? Yeah, she has brown hair." Yeah, like, but thanks. See, the, the, that tells me everything. <laughs> the professor at Slick was, you know, she was wanting more. Like, it's like a flowing auburn with curls and like, you know, like, uh, you know, hey, y'all, like ma- ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. I don't want to fuck my mom. I don't care what her fucking hair looks like. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not. I did- <laughs> I could say basic stuff, but I couldn't do like, like actual for whatever stuff. reason. Yeah, the the conversational. You were you were um, basically Duolingo lingo when compared to somebody who can actually speak it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, that's why even if it's if uh, any sort of resume or anything asks about that, like it's not a zero because it's I don't have uh, I don't have any ability. It's safe to say no, Jake. It's safe at this point to just say no. See? But I mean, I dare I like Jake, dare to say no. So if it's like on a level of let's say zero to five, then usually Point I'll put two. like a one or a two. So like fill reading, in your own answer between zero and one, just put point two. Like the the my reading comprehension is probably better than my conversational comprehension. Well, that's always um, a, a solid because reading is just you know, remembering things and matching yeah. things in your brain. Like, that's easy. Fucking try. I could barely speak English half the time. Fuck me, yo. Yeah. Like, it's, but no, that's yeah. what I always thought would be fun. Isn't is like, that like some joke, like, what? Why do I want to be illiterate in two languages? <laughs> <laughs> but no, because I, I just would always, I, and 
every time I think about it, it always made my heart just fucking leap just to think about all these fucking, all these kids just sitting there watching two grown men. It's like, oh shit, dog, no fucking way. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, no, 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 no. Did you read that fucking last issue, man? Did you read that? That was that was ridiculous. That was goddamn ridiculous. It's like they're looking like, what the fuck? Did I misspell that? I wrote red uh red deck eyeless redeck redeck why did you say ridiculous because i felt like saying it like that all right keep up keep up you want to get good in english you got to learn how to guess what shit's right <laughs> and then that's where he'd be like bobalicious you just need to stop you're teaching these kids the wrong way <laughs> hey it would be a final it's gonna sound how to say fuck <laughs> <laughs> you gotta teach you gotta teach them how to say fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh man no that's something i've never thought of though no uh, well once we start getting your reading visual novels you probably will <laughs> 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 hey, that's pretty funny he's so sad when he walks his back legs keep like like crossing um, when he's walking it's yeah because the because he tries to keep his back legs in the middle of his weight yeah dude annie's doing a lot better i think having gus around is making her not stiffen up so much like she hasn't yeah. been limping and everything like that good so um i mean that's one way that having gus around has oh, yeah. kind of helped her out even though she sometimes she just looks up at me and she's like i curse you for bringing <laughs> chaos into my twilight years <laughs> twilight she's only like six or eight ain't she she's eight but mastiffs usually don't live longer than eight or ten years. Aww. Like the the like twelve years is uh, is not impossible, but it's also not likely. But doesn't she have a bit of mud in her? So it's not as yeah. I think she's pronounced. part of boxer, if I had to guess. Yeah, because that's what you because the reason things get such short lifespans because they're fucking bred into uh yeah. into like well Austrian Duke territory. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, dude, she's getting a lot of gray though. Like Aww. she's getting a lot of gray, like on her jowls and on her paws, and yeah, she's getting a little bit of salt. So to go to to go with her, to go with her brownie mix and caramel swirl. So, oh, who's got Coopers in his eyes? Oh, you <laughs> yeah, always got Coopers in does. your eyes. Oh, you butt face. All right, Jake, your turn. All right, Bob, and I don't know why I came up with this. Um, it's probably a combination of things, but uh, I was watching a video on Facebook and it kind of made me think about how much this specific person, I'm going to save it because they're on my list, how unappreciated this person is in the wrestling world. So it got me to thinking because, you know, it's easy for everybody to talk about like the, the Ric Flair's, the Triple H's, the um macho man randy yeah, savage the, the hulk hogan's you know the uh jimmy snookas all that like for their favorites list mm -hmm. so i thought it would be kind of fun if we compiled our uh top five i figured 10 would probably be a stretch like we'd really have yeah. to like yeah that no thanks like stretch armstrong stretch so um and let's face it, my my pool of knowledge is not what it used to be. Like a lot of it's kind of just been pushed. Attitude out. era, <laughs> dude. That was, that shit was so much fun. Um, 
and I'm sure part of it is also from listening to the um um well, what's the name of that podcast that I've been listening to? It's one that that Jim Ross actually does. And it's actually uh, a really good podcast with oh yeah, grilling JR. Um it's actually really good. Like, you know, each month they'll take like two or three past pay-per-views, like WCW, ECW, even like some of the like uh mid-south territory stuff and that sort of thing. Like they'll talk about um different things like that and and then usually once a month they'll talk about once or twice a month they'll talk about oh, a specific person in the wrestling world um and some of the people that he talks about and he you know that jr mentions is criminally underrated i completely agree with and so those people i kind of wanted to mm -hmm. put on my own list because okay. they're they're like at, let's see so of these people like legitimately two of the five i would put in like my top 10 all-time favorites right and one of them would show up in my top like would be on my mount rushmore my own personal mount rushmore oh really yeah see i went with shit i just liked <laughs> yeah well i mean but that's part of it is because i like it Holy like shit. i like the the wrestlers work and stuff like that I just want to say before we start, someone who didn't make it on the list because he's too well-known. Did you know that Booker T is the most fucking decorated champion in WCW history? Yeah. I almost put Booker T, but I'm like, no, he's like, wait, he's still like a really popular. Really? Hell, I didn't know Stevie Ray was his actual brother. I thought it was just. Oh, I didn't know they, they were actually brothers either. Yeah. I just remember uh, them being his Harlem name is, Uh Did he do Robert Booker T. O. Huffman, Lash Stevie Ray Huffman. Huh. They actually are brothers. Wow. I thought it was just a gimmick because everything's a gimmick in wrestling. Yep. All right. So, yeah. So, the the purpose of this is people who, like, could they be on someone's all-time, like, top five all-time favorite list? I mean, theoretically, yes. But I chose people who are less likely to be on there. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Booker T would probably, would probably be on – a fair few top five definitely top tens um which is why i didn't go with him yeah no that works that that makes plenty sense yeah so bob why don't you start us off okay this one you see we have two different ways of doing things mine is you know how i remember something yeah part of mine's that too i can't remember his name <laughs> I can't because I feel like if I Google search him, I'm going to get put on so many racist watch lists. <laughs> it was back in WCW era. Uh -huh. How there were two very specific uh, uh, dark continent characters. Uh -huh. One of which being Papa Shango. Mm -hmm. and the other one being that fat dude. Kamala. With, with, oh, Kamala, was he the one who had like the moon on his titty? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Him. I remember <laughs> when that shit used to come on uh like at noon on Saturdays and we would right. sit down and watch wrestling. Right. <clears throat> I remember we were sat there with our microwave burritos with uh with, with fucking processed cheese on top of them that we melted, fucking eating these half cold, half nuked, half fucking uh lava 
of burritos and it was i think it was uh it was like first his first appearance maybe that we saw at least was him an undertaker i think it was i think you're thinking of papa shango and no, undertaker no 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 okay. I, it was this motherfucker okay. all right and i uh, he did his Oh God! What? Wait, which one was it that did the ooze attack? Yeah, that's Papa. That Shango. was Papa Shango. Okay, so yeah. it wasn't it wasn't Moon Titty. Okay. <laughs> so actually, if Papa I remember Shango. right, Papa Shango was actually the Godfather. Yeah, he was. Like during the Attitude Era, I think it was the same wrestler. He was same also uh, not. What was his name when he was uh, at the the Nation? Um, not Farouk. Um, no, Farouk was the yeah. leader. Yeah. Um. Oh shit. Yeah, he was in the Nation of Domination, Domination though. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who was it? Uh, it wasn't Ahmed Johnson, because Ahmed Johnson had, like, the big-ass hoop earrings, the bald black dude with the big gold hoop earrings. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, what? What? Uh, what? Oh, Kama Mustafa. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the stable members. Farouk, Rocky Maivia, Owen mm-hmm. Hart. Oh, I forgot. I didn't too. <laughs> and I forgot. Yeah, this is where D'Lo Brown fucking started D-Lo, too. Yeah, yep. D'Lo Mark Brown. Henry got his shit too. But yep. uh, Mark Henry is one of those people who we got to bring him because he's a big strong man. He's definitely going to know it. He has no fucking presence to say. You know what happens when there's someone who has absolutely no presence? Let's just make him a womanizer. Yeah, all the women love him. It's like, no, they don't. The dude looks yeah. more awkward than me. What the fuck? <laughs> but anyway. Okay, so it was Papa Shango was fighting Undertaker. And he did that fucking ooze I attack. Knew you were going to do this shit, dude. You always What? Yes, because I love this story. And our ass is just fucking threw up <laughs> burritos. <laughs> it is the funnest. It's impossible not to remember the character. Well, actually, no. It is possible to forget the character because I forgot which one it was. <laughs> but the situation was great, even though it was a. F- oh oh man, god, those two funny. characters were fucked. But yes, they will yeah. always be on my list. Anytime you're talking about wrestlers, I don't know. I may screw up and say it was the other guy sometimes, but it's still gonna be up there. <laughs> Yo, That's time. funny. So, I'm gonna go with the one that would be on my personal Mount Rushmore. I'm going to start off with that, and that's Mr. Dean Malenko. Nice. The great Malenko, yeah. Dude, he he was such an amazing technical wrestler. Like, that dude was so good. I think he has Parkinson's now um, Uh or MS or something like that. I know he works with AEW. Um, Like, he's one of the wrestling coaches for them. Um, But, dude, that guy... And it always bummed me out because I felt like he was doing really, really well in WCW. But people always thought like, yeah, WCW was where he did well because that's where a lot of technical wrestlers were. Right. And then with WWF, you know, with JR talks about this all the time because Vince McMahon, he's like, look, if they're not like two, if they're not six, three, two fifty and like yoked as a motherfucker that he didn't know what to do. Some of the best matches were him and Benoit. Dude, or Best him and matches. Jericho. Him and Jericho and I him don't remember and his Waller. Jericho ones, but Dude. I remember the fucking what 30 minute submission match they had. Yeah. That was fucking that was so great. Yep. It was so great that it fucking Yep. I'm not gonna finish that because it's horrible. <laughs> 
Yeah, dude. I, man, he was just such a great wrestler. He, like, he, he shined so, on fucking WCW. He was dude, amazing. And he was like one of those last people that I remember seeing that would get up like whenever they were getting ready to enter the ring. Like he'd go up the steps along the um, the drape he'd or whatever the, it was yeah. they call it. And he would do the whole like um, – almost like he's cleaning off the bottom of his feet before yeah. he gets in. Like you don't the see people. Thing, yeah. yeah. You don't see people do that anymore. He's one of the last people I remember seeing do that. No. Um, yeah. He really like that dude was just the pinnacle jobber. Yeah. He got in, he did his job. He was beautiful at it to the point to where he was so good at it. it people found it boring. Dude. I remember Goldberg's first match wasn't with Malenko, but you mentioned the whole jobber thing, but dude, they had him positioned as a jobber. Like he was wrestling like one of these, you know, kind of bigger. Yeah. He was just like, he was one of the people who were announced before. And they're just like, and Bill Goldberg. No, no, no. He he came in before the commercial (laughs) and or during the commercials, he proceeded to just like, raffle stomp this dude (laughs) like the match only lasted like a minute minute and a half and of course we were all like what the hell is this what's the jobber doing just like running through this dude um i always thought that was genius the way they positioned goldberg like that like just his first his first match position him as a jobber yeah, and make him seem more badass because of that. Because if y'all also notice, when they couldn't think of what to do with uh, Steve Austin, they was like, "Oh, just put him in the black trunks, the jobber trunks." Yeah, that's what they did. They put him on the jobber trunks, and you know what? Hey, hey, let's give exactly you a fuckboy vest. Did. You know what? Like, how do you differentiate him from all the other jobbers? Give him a fuckboy vest. Yeah. There you go. Which I mean, even Austin, he wore a vest whenever he was Stevie Williams in oh, God. WCW. Yeah, what yeah. was it? A smooth, sweet, smooth the, the Stevie or something boy, like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or Hollywood Stevie Fucking Williams. Stupid. I think it was Hollywood Stevie Williams, if I remember right. So dumb. He, yeah, because they were no like the Hollywood Blondes or some shit like that. I forget what the name of that tag team was. Man fully known as being bald. That's something to remember him for. Because I think his tag partner, I think him and number two on my list were actually tag partners at some point in time, but we'll get oh. to that. All right. Anyway, Bob, who you got next? Honestly, just for sheer fun of the character, I'm putting out Snow. The guy tried so hard. He tried so hard with his gimmicks. He went full meth. He had yeah. – it looked like he was having so much fun because yeah. this is a character who was an okay wrestler. <laughs> you know he probably was a great guy or a great guy because the way yeah. he – oh, God, I do yeah. not want to look him up because how many times you say, that dude seems like he's a great guy. Oh, he murdered his entire family. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for that. But, uh, yeah, but every time he got a thing, like, the fucking doll, the yeah. fucking doll was so dumb, but he fucking went out there yeah. every goddamn day and worked it. Tried making – that was a – that's a true improver, every okay? Time, he never let it – he kept yes-handed. <laughs> every time somebody ground. mentions Al Snow, I always think of him as the recipient of the penis suplex. I don't remember if you ever wrote, uh, read – I can't remember if it's the first or second Mick Foley book. No, I've never read any of them. So he tells the story of the, the infamous penis suplex. So they were doing a house show, uh, and him and Al Snow were wrestling. And so, like, Foley and Al Snow would always, like, 
fuck around with one another, like whether they were on the same side sounds and they like were it, wrestling one sounds another. Sounds like it would work. Yeah, sounds right. Right. So they were doing a house show and they they would set up this suplex spot and on purpose <laughs> if I remember right, it was on purpose. Anyway, so Foley gets a hold of Al Snow's trunks and pulls them to the side so that he, all of his junk comes out and gives him a suplex. <laughs> With his dick and balls hanging out. Uh, so dumb, so great. So it adds credence to my fucking assumptions. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, him, he sounded like he was just one of the those dudes that was, like, fun to be around, almost like Terry Funk. Yeah. Like if you listen to a Everything lot of, like, I've heard school, about, yeah. Yeah. You know, All maybe right. not like that Texas wild man like Terry Funk, but still. Um, Who's next? What you got? So next, like I didn't look up any of the um, the past stuff from WCW, but this was one of my favorite wrestlers as a kid, and that's Flying Brian Pillman. Yeah, that dude was a lot of fun to watch. Um, it's a damn shame he died like back in the nineties, because um, I think he overdosed if I remember right. Um, yeah, I think it was around like 94, 95, something like that. It was, it was, yeah. <laughs> Did you hear Gus? <laughs> Out there yeah. Annie. Um, so cute. But no, he, uh, dude, he was one of my favorites to watch. I'm pretty sure him and Austin were tag partners at some point in time. Um, but no, dude, he was one of those people who were super, super technical, but then also had like the crazy acrobatics. And you'll kind of notice that that's kind of. So, His name is Flying it, Brian. All yeah. right. It's not that fucking. It's, uh, uh, that's not that, that much of a stretch. Yeah. Right? And I, it's, I, I mean, there's a theme with three of my five of them. Well, four of the five either <laughs> being technical, acrobatic or both. And I just thought that Brian Pillman did both just phenomenally yeah, because just being a tank is not that fucking interesting having somebody who could just like oh you hit me oh you hit me i felt nothing it reminds you of like yeah. that dickhead when you were like in third grade of no you didn't get me no or you know case in point playing any game with jake as a child <laughs> true <laughs> like yeah it so yeah, you get somebody who's just fucking running around flying and goes technical, and that's where I'm going with my next one. Actually, sort of. Okay. Uh, well, not the flying, but f once you find it, when a technical fighter finds their niche, because yeah. this character eventually got known in WWF, but I personally love in WCW right when they started turning into their uh their heel, their full heel. Uh, they found their character. Right. Harry Saturn. Ooh. He was one of those full technical guys. Yeah, he was. Saturn I remember was so we were at good, Granny's dude. watching it one day when you when he finally came out and because wasn't it like just the basic tag team uh betrayal or something like that when he Pro made his turn? Probably, I think so. Yeah. When he just started adding a bit of what you would see when Goldberg came in, when yeah. he started adding that ferocity to his technicality. Yeah. Cause he was always with that's he was always fighting with one, the Bob. yeah he was always that's fighting with the really luchadors and shit. But yep. you're always wondering like, I I get it. I think he's Puerto Rican, but why is he always with the luchador? He's not in the same luchador fight. He's great technical. Oh shit! He just fucked him. Okay, yep. yeah, go get him, Saturn. Yeah, like yeah, it. 
So that's why he's always going to be like one of those great ones. And yeah, that was, and he was someone I didn't think about till I, I grabbed the pen and wrote it down as you were talking about Malenko because I just couldn't remember. Like I had four, Jake. I was going to fucking talk <laughs> shit until I figured something out, but I just found it. That's awesome. But no, it, it was the it was the fucking it was the eleventh hour pick six and your fucking ass just oh <laughs> dude that's a really good one I like that yeah he's so good dude he really was and now once he got like <clears throat> started getting like uber yoke it got boring as fuck oh yeah that's why I'm talking about WCW era yeah when he was still technical yeah when he just very, started getting tatted the up. invasion. Uh, WWF Pat, uh, Saturn was good. Like whenever it was Saturn, Benoit, Malenko, whenever you get all they those were... technical boys coming in and just running shop. Yeah, like oh, like schools yep. in session, motherfuckers. Yeah, it was great. Seriously, it was so good. All right, so my to next the point one... where they had to get fucking Kurt Angle on the <laughs> roster just so they yep. had a technical wrestler. Yeah, it's it's true though. Um, <laughs> Kurt Angle is adjacent to one of my picks, so. That's on down the list. So next is someone who we Jake, we know he's going to be I, on your list. Like no, he's he's not actually. No, no, um, no, not him. We already know you keep you keep like dancing around it. We know who it's going to be. It's okay. But who's your next? Guy? So my next one is someone we saw at Comic Con, and I didn't know they were going to be there, and I half started freak out. I was like, "Holy shit!" I can't remember this person. It was a former standout, and last I checked, I don't know if they still do, used to hold the record at Florida State University for most tackles and most sacks in his season, um, was a former, if I remember right, he was a nose guard for Florida State, but also one of these dudes who was kind of undersized. And I, we already mentioned him by one of his ring names, but that's Ron Simmons. Okay, I thought that's what you were going with. Yeah. And I can't remember the name of the tag team he was in with WCW where Teddy Long was their manager. Oh, uh, let's see. Um, I can't remember the name of it. But I remember, like, watching that dude in WCW on that tag team, and he was just like that fucking brick shithouse. Like yoke dude and would just run through people it was awesome watching him in uh bradshaw um as the acolyte oh god that was really great and the moment they just became bouncers basically yeah, basically uh, dude, it was so good him and his damn <laughs> yeah Wait, are you thinking about doom maybe yeah maybe it was doom him yeah butch reed yeah, and had Teddy Long was their manager. Yeah. Yeah. Before he okay. became a referee and, you know, did all the SmackDown general manager stuff. Oh, shit. Because you he, know. whenever he left WCW, that's whenever he came over to WWF and started doing the Farouk thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then after Farouk, he just started wrestling as Ron Simmons and it turned into him and. Him Bradshaw and Terry Bradshaw the just stuff. exactly. They started as like they did that whole they like did fucking like cult 10 thing. Years, man, that cult thing was so boring. But <laughs> it totally you was. have two really good, like really good wrestlers. Yeah, just some traditional ass wrestlers, just running in and just smacking the fuck out of things. Yeah, and then when he just when they started doing that bodyguard thing where it's just them two having <laughs> yeah. fun, the acolyte protection agency, the APA. Yes, yep. when they just started having fun. Yeah, they were just so again like 
you you make something too serious, people aren't gonna fucking like yep. you. Your goddamn guys in spandex is fucking slapping each other. Okay, you're yep. oiled up and slapping each other. There's a few demographics here. One of which isn't. I'm here for the story. Okay, yeah. I'm here for the seriousness. You have people wanting to watch people slap each other with oil, and people wanting to be the person that or pretending to be the person slapping another person with oil. Yeah. Just let them have fun, and it gets so much fun to watch it. it. Yeah. When they just started having fun, because I still remember there was like one of the times that they were they were brought in to take care of Stone Cold, and he bribed them with beer. Yeah. You're like, fuck it. <laughs> Dude, that was so great. Good. It was so dumb. Oh, see, it was it's beautiful. shit like that that I love and people yes. tend to forget about, but it because was because the Attitude Era was <sighs> just golden. Dude, there oh. was so much stuff like. From that, there were some hits. There were some misses, like the freak show. Fuck me. Yeah, but ninety six to two thousand on both products were just. They were. You need especially ninety six to ninety eight. Yes, that especially. I mean, WCW because started WWF to fall off had after to start had yeah. to start doing shit because WCW came the fuck out of the gate, dude, and just went insane. Those two years, man. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So who you got next, Bob? Let me see. I'm just gonna toss him in here. It's fucking Laparka, dude. <laughs> we were talking I knew he about was it. Gonna be on your list? Yes, because so. again, he was just fun. So re- so much. So fun, ridiculous. Dude. The goddamn fucking chair dance. <laughs> yep. Because again, at this point, luchadors were taking themselves incredibly serious. Super serious. Like it's yep. a psychosis did a good job of like playing it up, but yeah. also. Like Bean, like Bean Scary, but Hammy. Parka, like he was those, Psycho Mantis. Psychosis was pure Psycho Mantis. <sighs> Dude, the matches those two would have were so uh, good. And LaParka, the fucking, ah, uh, he was so good at getting hit with his own chair. <laughs> <laughs> he was so good about it. Yep. He was great. I want to look that dude up to figure out what it was like, like what all his shit was like, because that, that dude was a trip to watch. It was so fun. He was really good, because wasn't he the uh, – the Hurricanrana one who always loved yeah. fucking yeah. yeah I couldn't remember if it was him or Lepar- him or Psychosis. The problem with him and Psychosis, they both have really curly hair, long yeah. hair. So your brain tends to. But one of them, Psychosis it's easy to was in black and green, and yeah, one Arca of them looked like more the like Skeletor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> looked more like I, uh, like uh, what was it, Frank Lillard or I, uh, the dude who played him in fucking the movie, what Frank movie? Langella. Oh okay. Was it Frank Langella? I keep on thinking it's Frank Langella who played him. Uh, who was it? Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, it was Frank Langella. <laughs> Good God, Franklin. I'm sorry. How can you think? You know what? You know what? Skeletor? Sure. Yeah, he sounds like this. Let's get Frank Langella in this bitch. All right? The man who has this, this very specific voice. Let's put him in a stupid fucking face paint, all right? Let's get him in a bodysuit and go. <laughs> I can't believe that fucking got you when I did that. That's <laughs> funny. I'll be, I'll be really impressed if you didn't put Sal Bandini on your list, so. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to. I fucking wanted to. But my last one's actually a bit of a story, so. Yeah, so my next one. I will say the actual name and see if you know them by any of the wrestler names. So my next one is Sean Waltman. I don't know him. You would know him as the one, two, three kid, AKA six Pac, 
aka X-Pac. I almost put X-Pac in there. Yep, because I remember his like baby faced one two three kid yeah. mullet rat. Because he was stuff. he was always noticeable because he was rocking around with the luchadors, but, but he looked like a Miami kid. And one thing that made me think of him also was on one of those recent episodes, Jr. was talking about how quick his footwork was. Oh like, God, that, was that kid was so fast. quick on his feet and had some of the best kicks like you'll ever see and i was like oh that's a really good point jr like it's one of those things where you kind of knew it and but you didn't he was the mugsy bogues of wrestling dude like people like man oh look at him so tiny wait where did he fucking go yeah dude he was so quick and those yeah the kicks i was like dude he's got a really good point especially as one two three kid like man He was it was it was a trip so watching good. him. He was yeah. like, yeah, him like weren't there a few uh, fights with him and Mysterio yeah. back in the day that I were pretty so, fucking yeah. nice? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that is a very good pick, Jake. I like that. I was tempted to put him. I was tempted to grab him. Yep. Go All ahead, right, Bob. So my last one is a story, okay? Uh, mine has a little bit of a story too. So no joke. Because I know you don't watch his shit. It is a video game journalist named jim sterling right let me explain this to you all right i love i love watching jim quisition and all of his, for the dogs go ahead oh all of his videos it's really fucking uh anti uh i'm no, talking myself to, to ask the puppies if they were okay okay uh anti uh well all the horrible shit triple a industry is doing but there was a time he was talking just a 15 second clip they put of it of i think it was uh the playstation i won uh wcw attitude game yeah of of uh stone cold's intro that has that weird little three hedge shouting thing he just commented for five seconds in a video that was about something else it was fucking put it was uh monetized by wwe because they owned it now so to piss them off to say, okay, fine, you want to take my money, which the the show wasn't monetized because he's uh, independently funded through Patreon. Uh, okay, he made a call out to his fans to where he can buy a shitload of spandex. Jake, this man is my size or bigger. He might be a bit fatter than me. Right. Bought a shitload of spandex, <clears throat> created a character, dressed up almost exactly like fucking Stardust, called himself Stardust. Legally distinct character from the WWE character Stardust. And Jake, he started wrestling as that character. That's pretty funny. And to the point where actually him became a fucking uh, a part of the, uh, the, the venue he was working with as a Jim Cornette style fucking manager. <laughs> I love Jim Cornette. Every fucking video I saw of it, too bad he's a racist prick, but every fucking thing I saw of it was, oh, that was about Jim Cornette, sorry. Uh, uh, was just glorious to watch. And the fact that it started as fuck you WWE was, I have to get, I have to add him on a list of underrated okay. wrestling stuff because <clears throat> Yeah, I'll Vince McMahon can jump up his own fucking ass and die anytime that's best convenient for him. Right. The guy has murdered every fuck every last fucking wrestler he's had that has killed themselves, that has died of an overdose. overdose. I'm putting 100% on him. He fucking killed them. 
because setting up these horrible practices and paying other people to fucking uh, bully everyone else into accepting it, like there was actually going to be a fucking union back in the early 90s. But fucking uh, Hogan himself came in and squashed it because he was paid to. He's a fucking... Like, I know. Like, he's, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, begins with a P. Uh, God, what were the name of those of the group that was used to bust up uh, unions? Begin with a P. Uh, it was like a, uh, it's, oh, fuck. Pimmer, 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 oh, uh, Pemberton? A, a, was that Pemberton's? I think so, yeah. Or Pinkerton's? Pinkerton's, Pinkerton's, thank you. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. Almost a de- almost like, what 60 years later there was still a pinkerton it was fucking hollywood hulk hogan so yeah anytime someone can say fuck you vince mcmahon and then make a career out of that that's fucking glorious and deserves a clap yeah all right bob so who do you think my last one is it's 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 benoit no you kept I'm sorry. Were you just dangling Benoit and then just like fucking smack me in the face with something else? Possibly. <laughs> All right, Bob, I want you to think back. I know that you watch this with me as well. We watch this pay-per-view. I want you to go back to King of the Ring 2001. I can't. I don't remember. It will be it has one of the best spots and bumps that I've ever seen. Kurt Angle was in a match with someone i can't remember jake i you're gonna well, have hold to. on <laughs> whenever i start to describe it you'll realize who it is kurt angle attempted to suplex release suplex this person through glass and it didn't work the first time the dude bounced right off of it he tried it a second time and the dude went through the glass they on the other side of the glass what happened he tried to suplex him back through didn't break the first time Kurt Angle said, you know what? To hell with it and just pick the dude up and threw him through it instead of trying to. I still don't remember. Shane McMahon. Uh, Oh, you're going to. Okay. I can kind of get this. I can kind of get this because that dude fucking doing a post to post fucking. uh, Drop kick. No, it was. I thought it was a a elbow drop or something. No, it was a drop kick. Post to post. That was was great to see. But. That At the match same with time, Kurt it was Angle pure was. fucking nepotism, man. That was well, a good it's fight. It's true. It's true. That it was, was a good nepotism, fight. I will give you that. But that match right there, dude, was freaking insane. And then I, whenever I had been thinking about this, it was so weird. There was a video that came up on um, on Facebook of Kurt and Shane talking about that match. And I completely forgot how it ended, which was they went to the turnbuckle and Shane was had his back to the ring, right? So he was facing the, uh-huh. the crowd. Angle grabbed a piece of board and draped it across the, the two sections of rope, mm-hmm. like by the turnbuckle, stood on that piece of wood and gave McMahon the, uh, the angle slam off of that board <laughs> in that turnbuckle. I completely forgot how that ended, but it was always that piece of the glass, like especially like getting thrown at the glass and just hitting it and it not breaking and then landing on your head, right? Mm-hmm. Like that match was so, so completely ridiculous that I couldn't help it. I was like, you know what? 
yes, it's nepotism, but I'll totally give credit where it's due, man. Yeah. Because that was, that was still one of the best matches that I've ever seen. Oh God, but Jake, now you have to think about the Greenwich boys. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't think about that. I don't think about the, Oh God. Oh God. The, the, the side street boys as I, as you could call them. Yeah, which was, you know, and they all were legitimately friends with him. So that's just additional nepo- like nepotism. Well, that's actually pl- that after the fact that you realize like, okay, we already did one nepotism. How are we going to like, let's yeah. double down on stupid. After that point, it becomes making it part of the plot. Like, like this wasn't Stephanie McMahon and Triple H actually dating at the time. So they just yeah. made it part of so, the story. Triple H cheated on China with Stephanie McMahon right oh they were actually dating yeah oh yeah but here's my thing right <laughs> oh god hunter hust hansley um yeah i always think of that king of the ring with him and mankind where he was like that whole regal aristocratic thing oh god when he was going full wasp <clears throat> yeah um anyway so um you know, oh god! Was, I just thought about that fight where he's like, "Oh, he's like freaking out because of mankind." They, <laughs> they, uh, you know, they try to position Shane as the next Vince, but Stephanie is more like Vince than Shane is. You know, like he's interested in the business part, but you could tell that he, he just kind of wanted to be a yeah. wrestler. Like he, you know, whereas Stephanie is like that cold-blooded business person, much like Vince um he wants to own wrestling yeah there's a difference we wanted to be a wrestler and wanting to own wrestlers yeah whereas shane just kind of wanted to yeah want to be a wrestler you can tell he just kind of wanted to be like one of the guys which is really i mean if you think about it you know which really can't be when your dad owns everyone else right right but no that match by itself is just is worth the price of admission. I have to check that out again. Cause I don't remember it. I know we saw it because Jake, we had fucking, uh, we had, we had dish by the, by now we exactly. saw it. That's we, why I know we watched it. We got every last one. Cause I remember we always had to scrape together and give mom the money after we already bought it. It's like, here you go. We're buying this pay-per-view. Huzzah. <laughs> yep. Get bunny and like a fucking mule over. And yep. yeah, <laughs> it was a good time. Times. Fun time. Yep. So, I actually did have something else we were going to do, but you know what? It's been running a bit late and we can actually save it for next time because Scott actually sent us some spam and I have a few in my pocket that are pretty fucking dope. Next episode of spam episode. Yep. 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 So dear viewers, if that's about going to do it for this episode of a brother squirrel, if that's about going to do it, (laughs) if no, I forgot that Jake just man, go fuck yourself, man. All right. If, you would like to be a part of the spam episode. You should let us uh, send us some of your spam. And hey, Jake, if they have spam for us, where can they get at us? You can find us on the Twitter machine at ABQ Podcast. Capital E, capital B, capital Q. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was going uh, more like Zoo Crew, but okay. You can Podcast. also send us those spam emails to brothersquarrel at gmail.com. You can also find us on all of your preferred podcast platforms. Actually, some of them have been removed. Oh, really? 
Yeah, Google's doing something new. Oh, well, it's Google Apple Podcast. is doing its whole shit. Like, yeah, it's... No, Google is still Google Podcast, and Apple is still Apple Podcast. Oh, I thought they were changing it. You know, well, like, it's in, Google was Google's, actually... Sitting Google Google Music. Yeah, Google Play. It's no longer part of that. Like, it's no right. longer part of the... You have to right. actually put it on the new thing as well. On the actual Google Podcast app, which yeah. is separate from the... Play which I haven't app. done. Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't know if I won't, but... Yeah. So, but you can still find us on all those. Yeah. That's right. We just did a five-second visual bit with no sound. We're Brand great at this. <laughs> you make All right, y'all. Okay, I have no idea what you're doing. The Whatever the whole – because I always do, like, the Chappelle show um, making the band whenever he does the – Oh. That's what I was doing. And so I was doing the breast milk. I only drink <laughs> the finest breast milks. <laughs> oh, Jake, I should tell you. Yes. We're having a conversion on some of our accounts to where when I was in customer service, when I started on this, the like one of the other platforms, I kept seeing this account constantly. Now that they're back into our fold and they're technically a child account, they're under my purview. So you know what I keep finding, Jake? What? Dylon, 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 and Dylon because they, they, they drive hot fire. That's funny. <laughs> time i see that but it's just like fuck i can't i can't man i can't uh so that wraps everything up we here at a brother's quarrel would like to remind you that no one ever truly wins an argument unless you let someone beat you up with your own chair